Hello, this is Gabe. Hello, Gabe. This is Julian Cody with the Fifth Wheel Mafia podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? We are doing great. So to, on today's episode, again, this is Gabe Griffith, and he is from Worcester, Ohio. Did she say that right? Yep, that's correct. <laughs> Yay. So uh, Cody's going to start us off with a little icebreaker here with a would you rather. So for this one today, give me an age, any age, 10 or 22 or 50. Oh, age. Okay. Okay. Let's go 20. Okay. So at the age of 20, would you rather never age physically or never age mentally? Cool. Never age physically. What about you, Julie? What was the age again? 20 or 22. 22. I would, I don't want to age physically. I would do the same. Why, why would you choose physically? Oh, for me, I guess that's easy. Uh, the work we do is pretty physical. Um, especially, I mean, we, we, with, with the trucks we work on, we're up and down and in and out and over and under and all around. I know at, at a ripe 31, I go home to the wife and kids and I'm just tired and beat and ready to call it a day. I didn't have that near as much at 20. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I would do it for the looks. Yep, same. Hands down. I think it's a woman thing over here. Well, well, I'm not dealing with much there to begin with, so that doesn't matter. Oh, come on. Oh, goodness. Okay, so you own Exotic Fabrications LLC out of, again, Wooster, Ohio. Uh, tell us a little bit about your business and how it got started. Well, um, my primary business, I do frame stretch, uh, custom fabrication, and custom truck building here. Uh, I got a small shop. Uh, I got about 20,000 square feet under roof. I got a crew of myself and three other guys. Um, well, I got started right at almost exactly six years ago in this shop. Uh, I was working my day job and things weren't going in my life the way I wanted them to go. And I felt like my uh, my talent and capabilities were larger than, than what I was doing. And I was actually uh, talking with my dad one night and I said, dad, if you find the shop come up or a place for rent or whatever, I think I could make a go out of my own business. And um, as luck would have it, there was just a, a Facebook marketplace ad come up, had one picture of the building on the front of it and it said weld shop for rent. Oh. It was almost one of those too good to be true. This, this isn't real life kind of things. Meant to be. So uh, yeah. Um, when I, when I got the shop I'm in, there wasn't enough free space to ride a bicycle around in it. Uh, my dad and I, we worked in the shop for a month, even getting enough, you know, equipment moved and, and sweepings off the floor and painting walls and hanging lights. And um, after a month of working, we pulled the first truck in and it's been, it's just been a hundred mile an hour ever since. We've never stopped. We've never slowed down. Uh, a lot of growing pains and a lot of hard lessons learned in six years, but and I, I can't complain one little bit. So what got you interested in customized uh, trucks? So my dad, uh, he, he owned and run trucks from the time I was, you know, brand new little, little guy to the world. Uh, he sold the trucking company when I was probably 10 years old. Hmm. And after that, um, he, he, pretty much told me, he says, if you get into driving truck, I'm going to disown you. There's no, yeah. it's, it's, it's a hard life in trucking. I mean, I, I'm sure you talk to enough people and hear enough stories and I, and I get that. Yeah. Um, so I actually, I went to college to be a diesel mechanic 
And just by the way the world happened, I, uh, by trade, ended up being a welder fabricator. Oh, so nice. I gained about eight years welding fab experience coupled with my degree in, in diesel. And um, I've come to find that there were some jobs that, you know, for example, when we do some of this framework or some, some different stuff, it's if you take a truck to a dealership, they're not going to touch the welding and fabrication aspect of it. Right. And likewise, you take a truck to a, a traditional fab shop, they don't know enough about the air, electric, plumbing, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff that makes the truck operate to, to do that work, to do their weld work. And um, I found myself in this little, I call it a niche market, if you will, that with, with the diesel and, and weld and fab and all the experience that we've got and that we contain or, you know, continue to get, um, we, we hit the ground running with this and doing, you know, 90% of what we do is framework. Um, I've got two trucks sitting in my lot right now that are getting new frame rails, uh, in the coming weeks from bumper to mud flap. Mm. We've got a, a tank trailer in right now. That's getting a new custom rear bumper put on it and some lights fixed and this and that. And, um, I mean, we do clear down from little jobs to the, the one re rails on a Peterbilt. Uh, it's got like a 144 inch bunk on it, oh, cool. uh, 39 foot of frame overall. And we're going to tear the truck down to nothing and build two new frame rails and rebuild the truck from the ground up. So we, we get into, you know, this, this, this tanker we're working on is going to be a 10 or 12 hour project. And we've got about 230 or 240 hours, I believe estimated on this Peterbilt. Wow. So it's uh yeah, we go from one side to the other and you got to treat every customer with the same urgency and the same respect and Absolutely. hope that they treat you that way. Well, how many hours and days out of the week do you think you work on customized projects? So that's, that's a very difficult question to answer because there's always a learning curve. There's always something that, that in my good conscience, I can't, I can't sleep at night knowing that if I if I invest ten hours into something, but only seven of it was hard work, I typically bill for the seven. If there's mm-hmm. some head scratching or you know how do we make this work or a little bit of engineering, you know I, I can't I, I can't bill for things that I don't know as time well invested if that makes sense. Absolutely, um, super I'm, honorable. And, right, and that's what I'm trying to do, and I think that there's and part of that is knowing what you're good with and what you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, Part of our goals for 24 is last year we tried to mark, uh, you know, bill for 70% of our invested time. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get away from projects we've never done. Um, you know, we're and the custom market's never going to go away. I mean, that, that stuff is, is going to be there. But we're trying to draw the line on bringing on stuff that we know maybe we're not the most well-versed at or doing projects that we know are, are going to have some lost time in. So this year we're going to try to bill for, I think our goal is going to be 85% of our time this year to just get away from the stuff that, and, and instead of like a lot of shops, they're going to raise their labor rates to get more money. And that's not, I don't believe in doing that if I don't have to. Right. So instead of, and, and that's, and that's putting it back on me more so than the customer, I'm trying to do better for myself so I can bill the amount of time that it takes to do a project like this and be proficient at it versus, you know, allowing myself to lose time because of learning curve, because of, you know, whatever inadvertently makes you lose time on a project. Right. What are all the different custom services you do offer that you guys are good at? You do quite often. So 90% of what we know, what we do, we stand behind is, is going to be the frame stretch, mm-hmm. uh, custom deck plates, tail lights, 
panels, bumper panels, uh, fenders, fifth wheels, and, and that kind of accessories. Uh, we get into a lot of air ride steer axles on trucks. Um, I try not to get into too much body paint and too much interior or motor transmission work. That's what I, I was going to ask you. <laughs> yep. And the thing of it is, and, 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 and I'm not too big to admit, you know, there's, you know, I've got my own truck here and we run it and it run yesterday, 10 degrees out. You know, you get me under a valve cover and an engine and I'm totally lost and I'm big enough to admit that. Um, you know, so it's not, I mean, if a guy needs an oil change or something while the truck's in, yeah, we'll handle that. But I don't scout for the total rebuilds. You know, I, I believe in sticking to doing what we do best. And I know there's shops out there that'll do paint and body and this and that. And, and that's great. Um, but I can't in good conscience knowing that I don't, that I'm not 100% confident, you know, for right. example, in doing an overhaul or, you know, painting a cab or a hood. I'm not, I'm not 100% confident in that. Could I do it on my own truck? Probably. Yeah. An issue. I'd rather it be me on the side of the road than somebody that paid, you know, a good price for something that's not getting what they're paying for. Right. And that's extended like projects to work on. So I can right. imagine, you know, people want them kind of in and out fast working and all of that. Right. What would you say that your favorite service uh, is to do? So one of the things I enjoy the most is what we uh, we call it here is a cutoff install. So I'll just throw a fictitious example out, but we see a lot of this. Um, let's say a guy brings us a truck that's 15, 20 years old. The frame might be rusty, um, might be, you know, the suspension might need rebushed, rear ends going out, um, frames broke, or, you know, any, any of those examples. Um, at the end of the day, if you try to decide, let, let's just say, for, for example, the frames broke under the fifth wheel of this, this example that we're talking about. By the time we tear everything apart, rear ends and everything to get to the frame and, and, and be able to do the work we need to do, we are number to number further ahead to buy a cutoff section from another truck and install it on the customer's current truck. Um, and and I get if there's not the budget, because there is a big difference in budgets for what a guy is willing to spend versus what the repair might be. Mm-hmm. Um but let's say on the same truck, you know, gee, we don't, it needs rebushed this year. And we, you know, it's got 1.4 million miles on these, on these rear ends. And we don't know when they're going to go instead of replacing rear ends and rebushing the suspension, we can buy a whole cutoff from a newer truck. That's got, you know, maybe they want to change gear ratio or go to a different suspension or stretch the frame in the process so that we can handle all of those requests at the same time while fixing the issue that's at hand. Nice. Um, That's still, I mean, it's still a pricey service, but I guess at the end of the day, it's less pricey than breaking down each of those issues, you know, putting a fifth wheel on, fixing a frame, rebushing the suspension, changing gears out, whatever. Um, It's more at once, but it's less than if you were to take on each of those projects individually. Oh, absolutely. Right. And speaking of projects, uh, what would you say is your favorite project that you've done? Hmm. Do you have one? I don't know. I really don't. Um, it's not uncommon for us. In, in six years, we've done, and I've lost count. I lost count at 60 trucks that we've worked through, and that was middle of last year. Oh, wow. Um, for me, the, the, the favorite projects are the ones that make you, that, that's a, I don't want to say is a struggle, but the ones that make you think, that make you use your head, the ones that it's not just another. If, if I had to change tires, break some oil every day, I'd, I'd lose my mind. Yeah. Um, so you like a yeah, bit of a challenge. Yeah, the challenge is what I, yeah. 
Um, if I had to nail it down, and, and I'm going to be selfish here, but I'm going to say it's my own truck. Um, of course. Just because it's, I mean, it's it's nothing crazy. There's nicer trucks on the market, but I know when you see it and you see pictures of it, you see it at the show, you'll never see another one like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've actually got some really fun stuff in store for it this year, if I can ever find enough floor space and time in a day to do it. Um, we're getting ready to cut mine in half again and, and stretch the frame again. Um, I've got a sleeper I'm going to put on it and we got, we got some stuff going on with it. And, and, you know, we, we say that and it's nothing, you know, it's, it's not a thing anymore to see a truck going down the road with a sleeper on it. The difference on it is that the truck that I own was only ever sold and manufactured in the day cab configuration. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, we're putting a sleeper on a truck that was never meant to have a sleeper on it. We're going to build an air ride system for the entire cab. And there again, the, the, the cabin sleeper, you know, the sleeper was never sold on this truck to begin with. And then to set it up with an air ride cab is again, another thing that was, that was never done uh, on this truck. I mean, every, every talking, truck today. Are you talking about the 1995 Chevy Kodiak? Yep. That's what we're, that's, that's the plan for this year. Hopefully awesome. before show season comes around. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. And especially it's going to be super custom. So nobody will actually have that. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I guess to me, it's with that truck, I mean, it's not the most practical truck in the world. I, I honestly need a little bit bigger shop for some, or a bigger truck for some of the things I get into at the shop. But I guess, uh, you know, kind of going back to your roots and where you started, I, uh, this truck was one of the first things I bought for my business to haul my frame rails and cutoffs and scrap and, and all that other stuff. And when I bought it, it was, it was just a tool to me. And then, oh, well, we need to put some lights on it and get some turn signals that work and blah, blah, blah. And before you know it, it's littered in chrome and stainless and polished <laughs> aluminum. And and what was supposed to be a tool is now something I hate even using. But like I said, a pretty um, shiny we toy. And, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, yesterday we, we run it where, you know, being in Ohio, we got about two inches of snow here yesterday. It's been 10 degrees all week. And um, actually, I just posted pictures of it on my Facebook this morning, the truck outside. Uh, pulling a, a feed tanker for a customer that we're going and, and invert, inadvertently we're working on that tanker today. So That's as cool. much as, you know, the truck goes to shows and looks cool and tries to clean up as well as it can, you know, we're out here running in the salt and the cold and frozen brake systems and everything else. And yeah, that working uh, truck, it, it, it's got to earn its keeper. There's no point in having it. Yeah. It's definitely something to be proud of. Um, how many truck shows would you say that you've gone to? Man, I can't even count anymore. Um, a lot then. Last year, we, yeah, last year we tried to hit, oh, I think we went to five or six last year. And, and the problem is it's not it's not a show truck. It's unique. You don't see much other stuff like this truck. Right. Um, which is the only reason I do take it to shows. If it, was, if it was a Kenworth or a Peterbilt in similar physical condition that this truck is in, it'd get I mean, it's just be another truck at that point. And this one is, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, play it up as something that it's not. Um, this year we're hoping I've got a two year old son and a wife at home. I'm hoping when we put the sleeper on it, that there's a little bit more room in the cab. And, um, we went to the Rantoul Illinois show this year, or sorry, last year, uh, we did, uh, went to Louisville, drove the truck down. We didn't show it, but just, I don't know, I guess I wanted to go and I wanted to take my truck. So, so we did. Yeah. Uh, we did the the Mayberry Truck Show in uh, North Carolina there at Bottomley Enterprises. Yes. So we, we, we put some miles on it last year just playing around. Um, 
and I'm hoping here that maybe once we get the sleeper on and it's a little more family friendly and people got some room to move and stretch and coolers and travel bags and stuff, you know, maybe, maybe we can do some more shows this year, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of the wife, uh, does she help out with the family business? Um, or is she tending to the our, two-year-old? <laughs> well, before we had the kids, she went with me in the truck on her days off everywhere that we could go, or I would plan picking up a cutoff or frame rails around her days off so we could spend time together. And, and as much as I love my little boy to death, um, sadly, he's got a car seat in the passenger seat. And anytime the truck moves, if he's not in it, that's a whole other problem. Oh, yeah. oh goodness. So, um, it's, <laughs> I love my wife. I love my boy and I love when they're able to come with me, but being a day cab truck, I can't fit three people in a two seat truck. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's been times that we drop the little guy off at the sitters and she and I'll go out in the truck for the day. And, Aww. and, but for the most part anymore, it's how can, how can I keep the little guy from going to the sitters so he can ride in the truck with me for right. the day. <laughs> yeah, with the growing up with the same kind of love. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's days that he's throwing fits and don't want no part of dad until he comes pulling in the driveway in the truck. And then he remembers who I am. So (laughs) that's precious. That's so precious. Love it. So being a business owner, is there a big triumph that you've had to overcome? Oh man, there's, there's plenty. Um, and I, I, I can't pinpoint anyone. Um, and especially from the time I've been in business for the last six years, uh, you know, three years into my business, here comes COVID and, and yeah. that took down even some of the, you know, bigger, better, stronger businesses than me. And I don't know how, honest to God, don't know how we made it through COVID. Oh, it's your custom job. I mean, the way you present your business and the, your hard work absolutely has to show for that. I like to think that's about the only thing that really kept us going during COVID. Um, and, and it was difficult, as I'm sure you've probably heard with other places about, you know, getting parts and getting materials. And, yep. you know, these parts are not available. We had a really rough time with that. And and now that COVID, I don't say is done and gone, because I don't know what the story with that will ever be, you know, truly at the end of the day. Um, but now that, you know, we've worked through COVID, you know, there's still even, you know, between prices and inflation and and you know, as much as I love my job and love what I do, I do it to support my family. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've got guys that make good money on my payroll. And, sure. and you know, as, as, as much as I love it, it is a business. Um, yeah. So, you know, dealing with inflation and getting a hold of parts and, and, you know, things don't cost today what they did two years ago. And prices on stuff has been has been incredibly difficult. Um, you, you're, you've got some customers that unfortunately don't like to pay their bill or something like that. I've been taken for a couple rides and, you know, trying to work through not only the the lost investment, but the labor that I've paid my guys that didn't get billed for. And thank God those are only had two jobs like that, that that didn't go well. Um, but that's, that's going to be anywhere. Unfortunately, there's, there's a bad apple in every bunch. And if you can get past it, then, you know, you're stronger at the end. And we put things in motion to not let that happen. And, um, I mean, you forgive, but you don't forget kind of things. Absolutely. So going back um, to the but, employees in the business, you said there were three other guys that work with you. Is that, is it just you four? It is just the, the four of us. Um, I got my dad, Jim, he works the office for me. Uh, if you call the number listed on our Facebook or anywhere else, he's the, he's the guy that's going to answer the phone. And, 
Um, he does great with, with setting up meetings and coordinating stuff and getting parts ordered and, oh, we need, you know, we need some angle iron. He'll hop in the pickup and go get it or, you know, whatever we don't have. He's an excellent gopher for me. Um, he's also retired and he's, he's been the driver. He's been a shipper. He's been a receiver. He's been the mechanic. So I can, you know, he's, he's in his sixties now and he's slowing down a little bit, but he's like me. I think once the challenge of things goes away, I mean, he loses his interest and, um, I mean, I can't speak for him, but I keep him moving every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, and then unfortunately, like any other shop, I do experience some turnover on employees. And anywhere, on average, I have at least one other guy in the shop that works for me. Right now, I've got two. Um, and, and with what we're doing, I mean, if I could hire just a welder or just a painter or just a machinist or just a mechanic would be nice. But, you know, we have to do too many things on a project to have just one job title. So I have to hire somebody that's trainable that, you know, maybe knows how to weld and paint or machine and fabricate or, you know, something along those lines that wants to learn the rest of it. Right. So finding those guys for one is difficult. And for two, it, it comes at an expense because it is more than just a machinist or just a mechanic or whatever. Right. So, and, and like any other place, there's, you know, you get a guy trained and he does you well and he goes to somewhere else, makes better money or closer to home or whatever. And, and being as small as I am, I just can't compete with, you know, with some of these bigger shops. And I'm, and right now my wages and everything is the best that they've ever been. And, and trying to retain some of these guys that I'm putting my, my time into training and getting where, where I want my quality of work to be when it leaves. Um, but it's, it's not easy. It's, I mean, there again, that goes back to inflation and guys need to take more money home. And for that, I need to pay more than I've ever paid. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. uh, just insert, insert one of any day-to-day -day struggle. <laughs> yeah. The economy is tough right now, especially for small businesses. That's for sure. Right. So, um, how did you hear about us? Oh, we're just curious. Memory, curious so, so on know. Facebook, you guys did a feature on a buddy of mine, Chad Hesse. Oh, he's got okay. a purple Western star. Yep. Um, yes. I can't speak for Chad, and I've only met Chad a handful of times in person, but we've been longtime friends on Facebook. He was one of the first bids I wrote when I started my business. Um, and I don't know, and I'm, I'm sure you probably know somewhat of the story of Chad's truck, but it's been stretched and painted and all yep. this. Um, he was looking for a bid originally, gosh, five or six years ago about having all that done. And uh, ju just as things work, I mean, he was able to d do the work himself and not have to pay for it and hats off to him. Um, then, uh, and I don't want to speak too much or too freely, but Chad had the truck stretched. Um, a friend of his was supposed to help him out on it. And that deal went upside down on him real quick. Yeah. And thankfully I was in a position, I was able to run over and help Chad get some things finished up on the truck and, and do, do a little bit of my part to keep that project going for him. And he and I, we still talk. We're, I mean, we're cordial. We talk on Facebook every now and again and every now and again, oh, Hey, hi, how you doing? And things are good there. But I think that's how I found out about you guys. Awesome. And, uh, you guys have done a feature on his truck and, and I found that and did a like and did a share and sent an email and here we are. Yes, that's about how it works around here. Uh, had you listened to our podcast before? I have not. Um, and unfortunately, just, just for the way my days go, um, I don't get a lot of downtime to 
sit and listen with a wife and family at home. I don't, I don't get more than 20 minutes by myself to sit and think and decompress. Uh-huh. Um, I brought some up and started listening to a few minutes and the phone rings or then lunch is over or then a customer walks in or then the baby wakes up or then the wife wants to do dinner or, you know, something. Right. And, uh, and, and as much as I'd love to, just my time is so, so thin anymore. Not anything gets my attention the way that it should, and that's that's difficult for the business and the family, but we, we do the best we can. So you came into it kind of blindly then, not knowing what to expect. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, and, and, and even like when I interview guys from my shop, I'll tell them, you know, hey, look at our Facebook and get familiar with what we do and, you know, find out if this is even a job you want, and I broke my own rule where <laughs> I was trying to listen to a couple podcasts so I know what I'm getting myself into here, and I listen to five or you know five six seven minutes of one and another and and unfortunately that's all the you know just for the way the world works that i was able to do oh right. absolutely well we hope it's been a good time i'm i'm enjoying myself perfect perfect is there anything you want to share any education anything you want to talk about well, nothing i don't think we've kind of touched on just uh, I like what you guys are doing and the feature in trucks, and I'm going to love to try to spend more time doing podcasts, or maybe we can pull some up and put them on the shop stereo every now and again or something would be fun to do. But just uh, keep doing what you're doing and, and promoting people and helping people get the word out is is really the, the best thing that, from a business owner's perspective, I could ask for. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know of anybody that you would talk to that, would love to have their truck shared more, more attention drawn to that, but absolutely. <laughs> at the end of the day, that's not what it's about for me, I guess. Right. Well, we have enjoyed having you on today. Again, this is Gabe Griffith and he has exotic fabrications. You can find him on Facebook, um, his business page, and he is from Worcester, Ohio. So we've enjoyed having you on today, Gabe. It was very nice to meet you and uh, we may have you on again soon and maybe meet you at one of the truck shows this year. Yeah. Well, that's possible. And, and, um, for anybody that's on Facebook and follows our page, we usually, the week before we leave for a show, we do a post, you know, here's where we're going to be or, and, uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're going to be at the show and want to look us up, you'll find us or whatever. Um, so, I mean, if that's the case, I mean, you'll know where we're at and where we're going to be. And, um, I might be pushing a little boy around in a stroller or something, but I'm not, uh, I'm not hard to approach. and I'm not hard to talk to. So. That's that's half the fun for me. You, you, you roll into these shows, and I mean, there's a lot of beautiful iron and beautiful equipment, and guys got oodles of time and money invested in these things. And mm-hmm. and I always have to chuckle a little bit. Here I come in rolling in with my rusty old jalopy, and oh. and and before I get the brakes set and and get the kids out, there's people that start coming around the truck, and it's just it's kind of fun. I enjoy people, and that I think that's what I enjoy more so about the shows. I mean. Don't get me wrong, I love trucks, I love building them and doing what I do, but seeing the people and the familiar faces and the friends and the contacts you make, I guess that's what it's about for me. And just being around like-minded people in the community, for sure. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you, Gabe, for being with us today. Uh, We looked, or we've had a great time, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Very good. Well, thanks for having me. We'll be in touch. Absolutely. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Bye.
Thanks for tuning in today, everyone. If you haven't followed us on social media, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We love to feature truckers, so if you want to be featured on these platforms, you can send in pics in a bio to media at fifthwheelmafia.com. If you haven't already, be sure and follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Keep on moving, America.